0: Artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. We are Artist Uprising.
1: Welcome to the Artist Uprising Podcast. I'm your host, Cabas, here with an amazing artist. And it's so good to meet you. Your energy is just as good in person as it is on text. Uh, Shamsi, how are you?
0: I'm doing well and likewise your energy is just contagious and I'm so happy yes. to meet you as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. So
1: what i like to start off as far as asking our guests is when did you develop the love that you have for what you do now?
0: Um, I guess you know, it was just part of my childhood, you know, yeah. um at a very early age, I was already you know into drawing and painting. Um, I had a family of you know very creative. Uh, females, you know, my, my sister, my mother, my aunts, my grandmother, we all would do, um, you know, work together and right. do ceramics and watercolors and all this stuff. So um, at a very early age, I was already like, this is, you know, I'm drawn to it, you know. Like, you,
1: this is what you wanted yes, to do, yes, specifically.
0: Yes, yes, Absolutely. Um, it's not like I, you know, started school and was like, yes, I'm going to be an artist, because at that time, it was just like, really didn't seem like it was feasible or an option or very many creative jobs out there. Right. Um, but, you know, as time passes, you know, other opportunities open. So
1: So yeah. when you're doing that and you're in school, uh, say college, you went to North, North Texas, yes, correct? yes and um, did you go specifically for art or was there another major you did
0: um, so I did a, a double major okay. I did marketing I got a marketing degree and I got a printmaking degree um, you know I, I went into college not really knowing what I wanted to do but then started taking my art classes and decided oh my gosh I love printmaking this is my calling I love how technical it is I love all the weird supplies you know um, so I I knew I really wanted to learn learn more and, and dedicate myself to printmaking specifically. Um, but then I also wanted to keep my options open. So right. I got a marketing degree to so kind of just really, you know, yeah. spread myself Round out. Yeah. Um and yeah. So that's what I did. So you, you
1: graduate from college, UNT. Was it the idea to just find something in the world of marketing or were you like using your marketing towards what you were eventually going to do, which is what you do now with your art.
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, I wish I was one of those great success stories where, yeah, right out of college, you know, I was doing all these things, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that. I mean, this the stock market crashed, 9-11 happened, you know, we were all fighting for any kind of job. So, right. you know, I, I worked yeah. after college, I worked at, you know, FedEx Kinko's and Container Store and all these um, places just fighting for any kind of job. Um, I worked at a paper store. Um, it really wasn't until, I would say, 2015 to where I really spread my wings and was able to really um, showcase my art as, you know, as a, like a fine artist and show in galleries and stuff and really have the opportunity to make installations and right. stuff. Right.
1: So were you, while you were doing these odd jobs and whatnot, were you like I'm still an artist, I'm still gonna work on things. Were you still creating art?
0: Oh yes, I I mean, it was my way to kind of unwind and just, um, you know, I didn't even think about it, I just did it, you know, I got off of work and I came home and, you know, I was drawing, I was looking through books, I was looking through references, you know, um, constantly just working, not necessarily with, you know, an end game in mind for the pieces I was working on, I was just more or less doing it for myself. So yeah. (laughs) Was
1: there just that moment though? What would you say is like that moment where you were like, I want to do this like full time? Like was, what was that moment for you?
0: I think it really first started because of the opportunity I got to have a solo show with a gallery called Atama, which was in Mockingbird Station. And uh, I have to give props to Josh Romero because he was um, the, the gallery owner and he actually gave rise to um, a lot of us uh, artists. Jeremy Biggers, Will Heron, uh, Milan Nguyen, uh, Taro. So, Um, all of us kind of started in this little gallery um, because he gave us the space to to show so um, that was I think my very first show and that's when I decided oh my gosh this is I can do this like this is feasible and you know I want to see where this goes because this is where my heart is you know
1: was that just that point then where you were like I'm not doing anything else I'm just gonna create art
0: yeah I think that was the first opportunity that I had to, to, do, to do that, to make a whole show, you know, dedicated to my work and um, yeah, I mean, I was hooked and I, I definitely wanted to continue that and keep working and, and seek opportunities to show my work.
1: Outside of the people from the galleries, who would you say, um, it could even go back to like when you were in college and whatnot, uh, who would you say is like a mentor or someone that, uh, you know, a fellow artist that you could like lean on or like go to for advice or someone that just inspired you? Doesn't it have to be someone you know. Where did you find your inspiration to like, you know, do what you do?
0: Uh, I feel like those are, that's like a few questions tied in one. I, I would say as far as you know having um, a support group or someone that I went to you know my sister uh, is an illustrator and an art teacher and so I always had her first and foremost Um, but then also I'm very you know uh, blessed if you want to say that I have a lot of female and male, male um, you know, peers right. to where we bounce ideas off of each other and talk about methods and, you know, talk about doing weird things that we haven't done before and how we would produce it. So, you know, I, I talked about my friend Milan Nguyen and she um, she's shown in Dallas and she has a very wide repertoire of, uh, of, of artwork that she does. Um, and so, you know, I go to her and I, yeah. I, I go to her studio and, you know, she comes to mine and we just, we just talk about these things and it just, you know, it snowballs.
1: Oh, it's good to kind of have that sounding board, I guess, to like go off of. Right? Oh
0: my gosh, you, you really do because I, I feel like this is, um, you know, it's a field to where you can really feel lonely and feel like you're in your head a lot and you, you begin to doubt yourself. So to have someone to lean on that knows what, you're going through, or you know what what the climate is like, um, yeah. is really important. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So it's more so not just trusting your instinct, but maybe leaning on others who are are doing the same as well. Yes.
0: So, like absolutely. I mean, they're they're mostly in the same boat as you. You know, so you can talk through it, and you they, they can relate to each other. So.
1: We have some mutual friends in the art world. Yes. Um, Cole and Jency Keaton of the Sweet Tooth Hotel. They've been on the show. Um, you were involved in the first Sweet Tooth Hotel. Yes. Can you tell me about that? How did you get involved in What was that process like?
0: Yeah. Um, so I was, well, first of all, I've known Cole uh, for, you know, over 15 years and Jensi uh, very close to that as well. And I was having a, an event at the Jewel Hotel. Right. And so they came to it and were ex- excited to tell me about this new venture that they were cooking up. And uh, you know, were t- telling me about it and um, offered me a chance to do an installation, which of course I jumped on. And um, you know, that was really my first, so cool. my first like full blown room uh, of yeah. an installation. And um, yeah, it just it just sparked from there.
1: And what was the process like? How do you like when someone comes to you and they're. Telling you we'd love for you to have an installation what does that look like on your end like putting together something like do you have a theme in mind like how do you come up with it
0: I mean yeah I guess every case is gonna be different um, but in their case they always came with to me with a theme Um, even though they let me loosely uh, be involved with that theme um, all of my work is pretty much tied to nature so any of my work will always stem from that Um, so even if their theme was like discotheque, for example, for example I uh, did an installation called bed Spring. so um, it, it still, you know, was viable in, in their whole, uh, you know, exhibition for yeah. that theme.
1: Where does that connection with art come from, as far as what you, with what you do? Like, why nature?
0: why nature uh i was i grew up outside you know i grew up playing outside and i, I drew and you know was inspired with what i saw right. um you know it was to the point where you know i was a little kid out out there like drawing each blade of grass you know um so yeah i was constantly in nature immersed in it and um that's where i had the most fun so i think it was pretty natural for me to be still curious and um, want to investigate you know different aspects of nature and you know, um, pull them into the bodies of work that I've created.
1: How much of like being curious like that has, do you think has helped you as far as develop as an artist?
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, I think it's one of the most important things is to stay curious, you know, otherwise you become stagnant and um, you can really lose the fire that drives you. So, uh, I am constantly curious. I just came back from Galveston and there was all these weird creatures, you know, from the sea that are, you know, spilled a- across the sand and it's still, I'm like, ooh, that's a weird texture. That's, these are crazy colors, you know? Um, so, I'm constantly still inspired by nature. Um, and again, there's so many entities. I mean, it's, it's infinite.
1: <laughs> right. So Speaking of colors and nature, I wanna know about... <laughs> Oh <laughs> <I was laughs> <asking Sorry. you. laughs> Shamstones. Okay. What is Shamstones and how did you come up with the name?
0: Okay, so uh, I was having a show at Eastwood. Eastville College. Okay. Um, I had a solo show in 2017, I believe, mm-hmm. and I had just like this vision of um, you know. So when when you're offered a show, you think of the gallery space and how to utilize it. And yeah. so I really wanted to make a wall of these um, you know crystals or gemstones that you know um, were even contained in little specimen jars and maybe even had like little ecosystems. Um, right. So it really kind of I feel like. Uh, started with that show that I had. Um, and it wasn't really an official name that I gave them, it was just more or less, my family and friends would be like, oh, what are you working at? Oh, those sham stones, huh? Oh, she's just making her. Sh-. So, you know, it just came became like a tagline for them. And, um, you know, there is the Stone. there is, you know, the Philosopher's Stone, you know, gemstones. So, um, you know, it, I was like, fine, yeah, those sham stones, it's fine. Um, not only are they just, beautiful in themselves, um, but they also uh, are fluorescent, meaning that they glow under UV light, and mm. um, phosphorescent, meaning that they glow in the dark. So, right. uh, you know, these kind of like crazy little surprises to wear. Um, I also make jewelry pieces out of them as well. Uh, you know, it was like the, the number one thing people ask, you know, is like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to wear these, these sculptures. And so I, I started a, a jewelry line. Um, Very cool. But yeah, they're just made of these this weird concoction of, you know, resins and botanical material and a flux of minerals and stuff. And each of them are unique.
1: What goes into, like, knowing exactly all that stuff that you explained? Like, how did you have to learn all that? Like, wow. I
0: did, uh, just because I was curious about it. Okay. Um,
1: so was not anything you learned, like, in college or anything? This was mm, after? No. No, okay. this was
0: all after college. Yes. Um... You know, I, I did drawing and painting and, and printmaking in, in college, but I didn't really do a whole lot of sculptural work. Um, but that didn't scare me. You know, I really relished learning new things and learning new methods and um, techniques. So uh, I taught myself. And, you know, the more I did it, the better I felt like I got or, you know, I, the results were, were better. And, right. um, you know, here I am now, and they look like this. <laughs> and, do you
1: remember the moment that you were were offered or someone wanted to buy, you know, a piece of Oh yes. Product. In fact
0: I have stopped wearing it in public because one, I'm an introvert, um, and they really do You are? Uh, peep- I am, I am I'm an introvert. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Lying Uh but people gravitate toward them. I mean, you know, right, they're very yeah. bright and colorful. So people would come up to me and want to talk to me, and I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you, you know, mm. so I stopped wearing them in public, because people would buy them off of me, they would take them off of my neck, and, and purchase them, so, um, I mean, that was great, but also, like, I just, Amazing. you know, didn't always want to talk to me, right, so, so
1: you're actually wearing it today, I am, show. just okay. for you, just, just for, for you. Me. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, then, how, what's the move, then, in as far as like getting that out there for people to want to buy.
0: Yeah, so um, I've had different retailers carry them in their boutiques when the Nasher store was up and uh, running. You know, they carried some pieces. Did they reach
1: out to you for that?
0: Um, I started a relationship with them years ago um, and it it just branched off. And as I continued growing my art forms, um, you know, they were just like, oh yes, yes, bring us more. So um, I actually displayed some of my sculptural uh, mushroom herbarium books that I made, there were these books that had pages flying out that were having um, you know mushrooms and organics growing out and they were um, displayed in the Nasher store for I think three or four months. Um, So you know this relationship had been growing and so yeah.
1: They saw that and they're like, that? <laughs> they saw that, yeah. And do I've, that. I've done
0: artist talks um, with them about it and, you know, I've have, have talked with students about the process and showed them examples of, you know, how they're made and all that. So, it's is that fun.
1: exciting for you, like sharing your knowledge to, like, kids and stuff who were probably in your shoes but just didn't know what to do?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've taught for a very long time portion of my life um so it seems very natural you know to to share that with people I mean I'm not saying I want you to ask specifically how I'm making them and what my process is so you can copy it down and like recreate that but as far as you know sharing you know how I get inspired and and you know sharing that like yes maybe you didn't learn that in school but you can teach yourself you know I, I love to to give them that you know
1: well I know for sure we were talking about how the Nasher, you know, came to you or you developed a relationship with that. And with your artwork, it's gained a lot of attention. Your work has also been commissioned by some pretty famous people. Uh, Most recently, a movie. I would love for you to talk to me about the Wes Anderson film.
0: Sure. Yes. Yeah. So I was um, contacted by Searchlight Pictures, and I signed a contract with them where they wanted me to help promote Wes Anderson's new film, *French Dispatch*. And so they sent me some material, um, you know, some some products to to use. But they wanted me to create a video and where um, in which I was using these uh, materials. Right. Um, so I created a, a video and some photographs of. Um, you know, different props that I had made from his films because I really wanted to go above and beyond just the French Dispatch and really showcase, you know, all the films that I yeah. love. So, yes. you know, I had like little props, like, you know, the crayon ponyfish from Life Aquatic. And I played Margot, so I made myself a little wooden finger to wear. You got
1: detailed with
0: I it. I did. I just loved it so much. I really yeah. love making little <laughs> things. So, you know, um, it was really fun for me. They did not ask me to do all of those things. But what was I'd their reaction into... though, when they got oh, it? Oh, I mean, they, they were like, yes, we will work with you again. You know, um, and I ended up doing an, an additional video for them um, later on so yeah they they were happy with it and you know uh, I hope to do more to for do him. More.
1: I mean, like that's gotta be a great opportunity as far as like opening doors and stuff.
0: Oh, I, I surely hope so. It was yeah. quite an experience and, you know, definitely a check off of my list. I, I mean, to have anything to do with him in his whole world is, is pretty amazing, so.
1: When you think about your trajectory when it comes to your artwork and whatnot, where do you see yourself five years from now?
0: Oh my gosh. I hope to still have the drive and fire to create the work that I'm, you know, I'm proud of, and I hope to, you know, um, do collaborations with other artists, you know, and also exhibit, you know, more nationally and internationally, um, and just keep going.
1: You know, like with artists, and I think just creatives in general. I think you kind of touched on it just a little bit. You know, there's peaks and valleys when it comes to that. What's the thing that you find? As an artist, like when you're kind of in that dark spot, how do you find a way to like pick yourself up to like get back, you know, and get back on it?
0: For me, it will be always to go back to nature put me somewhere alone secluded lost wow. in the woods somewhere and that's where I'm getting my energy and and my drive um I would say that and if if I'm not able to get away you know even even if it is at a state park somewhere locally that still is enough for me um but if I'm not able to even just you know speaking with friends and peers that are kind of in the same boat right. um really helps
1: love that well I know what we said five years from now but I uh, know you've got something coming up soon, and that's the opening of the new location at the Sweet Tooth. Yes. Tell me about that.
0: Yeah, so um, it opens up soon, and um, I do not have a title yet for my. But it is downtown in the downtown location. Yes, it's in the downtown location. Um, It's near the Majestic Theater, right? um, And they're going to be there for quite a few years this time, which I'm very excited about. And I feel like this um, this exhibition itself, uh, I believe it's going to be called Dreamland, is going to be um, ongoing for two years.
1: And you don't have your idea yet.
0: Oh, I have my idea. You do. Like I'm like I'm like okay, 89. Like but you're not sharing it, obviously. I, I'm just. Um, I don't have a title for it yet. Do you have a color? Oh gosh, all the colors.
1: All the colors. All, all
0: the colors. Lights, okay. plants, uh, you know, shiny things, um, otherworldly stuff. Right. Yeah, some bizarre things. <laughs> well,
1: I want to thank you for finally coming through and spending time with us on the podcast. Um, on the show, we love giving our viewers and listeners uh, who are aspiring artists themselves, some of them, uh, just tips or, or advice. If there is one thing that you've learned over your years as an artist, what would you give as far as like advice for someone listening today?
0: I would say be true to yourself because if you're not, you're going to get run down and you will lose your fire. So be true to yourself, um, keep being curious, um, and then also you guys, read, read those contracts. Uh, they are really painful, but you really need to read them to protect yourself. Right. Um, and then I feel like I would really love to end it on a quote from uh, David Byrne, when he says that everything I've learned in my life, I learned because I decided to try something new. And I think that's just, like, it says it all.
1: (laughs) So good. Um, Where can our listeners and viewers find you on social media?
0: I'm just at uh, at Shamsi, S-H-A-M-S-Y, on Instagram. I am on Facebook, but meh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So find her on Instagram. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners and viewers, and uh, we'll see you guys soon.
0: Thank you so much. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag ArtistUprising to join the movement.